Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing with the Gospel of Mark, Chapter 5. We're in the midst of an account. If you remember, a synagogue official had come to Jesus and said, Hey, my daughter's dying. My daughter's dying. Will you please come and lay hands on her that she might be well and may live? Well, Jesus leaves with him. He departs, and he's on his way to the synagogue official's house. And all these people are pressing in around him, right? around Jesus. Well, a woman comes up behind him who'd had an issue of blood. She'd been bleeding for 12 years. She reaches up, she touches the hem of his garment, and she's immediately made well. Of course, she's sort of terrified (laughs) with excitement, but then really terrified when, when Jesus stops and said, who touched me? She admits it. Jesus looks at her and says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed from your affliction. So, He said that it's by your faith and your faith in who you believe I am. You just touched me. That's made you well. But you can go in peace. In other words, you don't have to live this kind of life you've been living before. You are now healed. Verse 35 said this. We looked at 35 and 36 in the previous episode. While Jesus was still speaking. So he's speaking to the lady. While Jesus is still speaking, they came from the house of the synagogue officials saying, your daughter has died. Why want trouble to teach her anymore. So the synagogue official's right there. He's speaking to the lady. Then all of a sudden, these other people come up, messengers, and tell the synagogue official, hey, don't bother me anymore. It's too late. Your daughter's died. Okay? And they declare it forthrightly. Your daughter died. Verse 36. But Jesus overhearing what was being spoken. So, folks, they, they talk just like we did. They're, they're talking on top of one another, back and forth. You know how it is. You can be talking with somebody and still hear the conversations going on over here. He overhears what's being said to the synagogue official. He looks at him and says, do not be afraid. Only believe. Well, of course, fear is going to come upon you when you find out that someone who's died. Of course, it's going to happen because you're fearing that you're too late. You're fearing that there's no hope anymore. And Jesus looks at him point blank. Do not be afraid. So he tells him something not to do. Don't be afraid. And then he tells him what to do. Only believe. Folks, that's a great pattern for our lives. <laughs> okay? Do not be afraid. Choose to not walk in fear. Okay? Don't be afraid. Only believe. Well, be afraid of what? Of death. Be afraid of the circumstance, obviously. Only believe what? Well, that word believe Uh, It carries the idea right here in this context of keep on believing. (laughs) To coin a phrase from the rock song, don't stop believing. Keep on believing. You believed that I could heal her. You believed, okay? You believed that she would live. You came and got me. You believed that. Keep on believing. Don't let the news that she's died stop you. That is profound, is it not? Now, verse 37. And Jesus allowed no one to accompany him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. Why is that? He didn't want any distractions. Okay? He wanted people who had believed. He wanted people who would believe. He wanted people who had experienced some things with him. Okay? And so he didn't want any of the distraction of lack of faith. Verse 38. They came to the house of the synagogue official. 
And Jesus saw a commotion and people loudly weeping and wailing. Well, why were they doing that? Well, the girl had died. She had been declared to be dead. The messengers had come, and don't you know the messengers would not have come to tell the synagogue official that she had died unless it had been confirmed and verified that she had died. That's sort of important in a lot of what Jesus is about to say. So they immediately went into weeping. They went into wailing. And, and entering in, Jesus said to them, Why are you making all this commotion and weeping? The child has not died, but is asleep. And <laughs> this begs some questions right here. Uh, was, you know, was the initial report wrong? Was the fact that she was dead not true, that she wasn't dead? Well, she gets to sleep, as often happens when one is sick right now. You get down there, you fall asleep. Has she just fallen asleep? Or was Jesus saying something else? Was Jesus telegraphing something else? Was he communicating something else? Was he teaching something else? I think he was teaching something else. I think she has died, but I also think she's just asleep. In Scripture, when you see people who believe, believers are described as being asleep when we expire from our body. We're absent from the body and present with the Lord, right? So we haven't died, per se. Our bodies have ceased to exist. We live in another place, but we're not dead. Dead is for the place of those, uh, particularly now in the New Covenant time, a place of Sheol. Okay? The child has not died, but is asleep. Physically, she was dead. But she was not dead from the sense of uh, having no hope. She is asleep. Of course, they didn't understand that. They began laughing at him. But Jesus put them all out. <laughs> Folks, this, this is uh, not only very aggressive, this is just really down to earth here, okay? You notice how he, he had to do some things. He selected certain people to go with him. I only want people of faith right now, okay? The rest of y'all love you, but no, you're not going to be in this, okay? And then he puts them out. He tells them to leave. Now, some people believe these are professional mourners and things like that. That's likely so. Uh, but, I, you know, that's pretty quick uh, turnaround to get them in there. I think this is just actually the people, the family. The synagogue official, he would have been a big man, okay? So they were, he kicks them all out, and he took along the child's father and mother and his own companions. So it's Jesus, his three buddies, and the child's parents. And they entered the room where the child was, verse 41. Taking the child by the hand, Jesus said to her, Talitha kum, which translated means, little girl, I say to you, get up. So immediately, didn't you know that Mark was going to say that? Verse 42, immediately the girl got up and began to walk, for she was 12 years old. Notice how she's called a 12-year-old girl right here. And immediately they were completely astounded. He calls her a little girl. She's 12 years old. There's so many vivid pictures right here, folks. The woman who had just been healed from the issue of blood, right? She'd been struggling with this for 12 years, literally from the same time when this girl was born. Here's a little girl, 12 years of age, who apparently had not entered into womanhood yet, but is about to, who's about to go through the same type of thing, the issue of blood, but in the natural sense, right? But she had not entered into that yet, so she's still described as a, a little girl, a child. And Jesus says, I say to you, get up. She got up, but she had been dead. Or has she been asleep? <clears throat> her body had been dead. Her spirit came back into her body. And when Jesus says, little girl, I say to you, get up, the spirit comes back into the body. The body arises and she gets up. And immediately, <laughs> twice in one verse, right? They were completely 
astounded. Who was completely astounded? Parents? Yeah, and the three disciples that were with Jesus. And he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this. And he said that something should be given her to eat. <laughs> you see that a lot when people are healed. Uh, they say, hey, uh, give them something to eat right here. Why is that? Well, they need their strength, right? Need that chicken noodle soup, whatever it may be, when we have sicknesses and illnesses and things like that. They need his strength. And Jesus said, give them something to eat. But it also uh, shows us, hey, this is real life, okay? This is an organic being right here. This is the type of thing that we experience day in and day out. Give them something to drink. Give them something to eat for their strength, okay? Why the strict orders that no one should know about this? Well, obviously, everybody was going to know about this because uh, the other people knew that she had, had died. They knew this. It wasn't Jesus' time. He, when he was around the Jewish people, remember this is a synagogue official, when he was around the Jewish people, he told them, no, don't tell anybody. Don't say anything about this. Just don't do anything about this. When he was over in the uh, Decapolis, in the Gerasene area right there, and there were Gentiles, he said, hey, yeah, go home and tell everybody about it. What good things the Lord has done for you and the mercy that he's shown for you. Remember with the Gadarene demoniac, he had said that to him. He's saying this thing, hey, don't go out and go bragging about this. Don't do anything about this yet. Don't push a big thing where people come flocking to me about this, which they did anyway, right? This is an amazing, amazing account. One of these sandwiches accounts of the grace and the mercy and the healing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, guess what? He wants to do the same thing today in and through us. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.